0: Welcome to Feed Your Health, a weekly podcast with your host, Morgan Shepard, where we'll be taking a deep dive into the big dial movers of health, focusing on movement, nutrition, and stress management. You'll get tangible takeaways, tactical knowledge, and exclusive stories to inspire and empower you on your transformational health journey. Let's get thriving welcome to the podcast so today I'm going to be talking about the deprivation and indulgence scale so a little backstory about me when I graduated college I started work as a baker in Boston and I worked the 3 a.m. shift so I was basically I had to be at work at 3 a.m. which meant that I had to go to bed at 7 p.m. I lived in a city where I didn't really know anybody, and I didn't really have time to make friends because I was always working or sleeping And so that led to a lot of like loneliness and it was a very sort of stressful time in my life because I had access to so many free baked goods. I wasn't having the best eating behaviors because my sleep was disrupted. I didn't make time to make meals when I got off work and I was so exhausted from having been on my feet all day that I just ended up eating whatever was available. So that led to a lot of emotional eating, stress eating, binge eating, and I gained a bunch of weight. And I knew that if I kept following this pattern, things were gonna get worse. And I thought that the only way for me to get back on track and lose the weight was restriction. So I basically, I tried a bunch of different dieting behaviors. I didn't really go on a diet per se, but like I eliminated carbs, ate low fat, I tried paleo, I tried Whole30, I tried taking out sugar completely. And then eventually I went super clean for like a long ass time. And by that, I mean that I was like, I'm not eating processed foods. I wasn't eating anything in packages or that had labels with more than five ingredients. When I look back now, I probably teetered on the edge of orthorexia, which is where you have like an obsession with eating healthy. Like most triathletes, I was probably overtraining and not eating enough food to support my behaviors. When I was training four plus hours a day at my max, like seven hours, I wasn't eating enough food to support that. I had friends who told me that I was too skinny. And now when I look back at those pictures, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely wasn't eating enough. My body was experiencing extreme stress and I didn't even really realize it. I mean, there were times where like I had months where I lost my period. So I knew something wasn't right, but I wasn't sure what it was. And I just figured that was a normal thing people lose their period all the time when they're overtraining it does happen way too often but it's not healthy I was working out so much that I was super lean but I had no muscle because my body had no time to recover from the work that I was putting it through and I never got any faster so I was always training if I wasn't training I was working and I was always trying to fit it in so that I could get in a workout before work or a workout after work which meant that I literally had no extra time and I was on my feet all day so Definitely overtrained. definitely in a lot of stress. And I knew that I couldn't continue this way. It was putting a massive toll on my health and I was depressed, like I was depressed as far, but nobody really knew about that. I definitely wasn't eating enough throughout the day. Working in a kitchen, I eventually moved off the 3 a.m. shift, but you know, anytime you're working in a kitchen, it's really hard to take a break. Like you're always going. So a lot of what we do is we stand in a corner and we shove some food in our mouth. You know i might be crouching down over there being like this is my sandwich for lunch yay that's what i did so i wasn't necessarily supporting the activity levels that i was going through and that resulted in me having binge behavior when i came home what would end up happening is that i would end up coming home after a long day not be in a good mental space to make decisions around food and so i would just binge on whatever was in the fridge or on the shelf And that was usually some kind of pasta or like an entire pint of ice cream. I was stuck in something called the deprivation indulgence scale. And I've talked about this before, but on the one hand, you have deprivation where you are restricting yourself from certain foods, certain food groups, and it's very all or nothing. Like you have to be perfect or else. It's a very like starving yourself type restrictive extreme. You're in that mindset of I can't eat these things. On the other hand, you have indulgence, where you're overdoing it, you're going to extremes, you might be binging, you might be having too much of things, or high-fat content, or high-processed, that kind of thing. It's a very fuck-it-all mentality of like, well, if I made one little miss-up this week or this day, I may as well go all-in on the other end. So, a lot of my days started to look like that, where I wouldn't eat a healthy, balanced day of food, a lot of it would just be the sweet treats from the bakery or wherever else I was working. And then I would get home and be like, well, I haven't eaten anything all day, really, of any substantial nature. And I'm going to binge on everything that I have in the house. Why is this important? So extremes beget extremes, and meals don't happen in isolation. And that basically means that what I eat this morning is going to affect how I eat the rest of the day and how I eat today is going to affect how I eat the rest of the week. So if I eat really, really clean all week and then I get to the end of the week and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't had these things. There's this anxiety where I'm like, I need sugar, I need sugar, I need carbs, I need pasta, I need rice, ooh, I'm gonna have some wine. You're holding out all week. By the time you get to the end of the week, you're just like, fuck it, go all in, eat your face off. And then Sunday night you feel guilty and you're like, well, I may as well go restrict all the way again on Monday get clean be like I'm gonna get back on track on Monday and we're gonna start all over and you just end up in this cycle and that's what I did I would deprive myself trying to eat really really clean and I would be successful for a little while eventually something would happen something would trigger me or I would be super drained and have a stressful day or an emotional conversation and I'd end up binging on the other end so a lot of us are taught that the fastest way to lose weight is through restriction and deprivation that that's the only way and we feel like that if we want to lose weight it has to be a matter of willpower and discipline and that just doesn't work we're just not strong enough to stay consistent with these things all the time and i talked about this in episode 39 go check it out i'll link it in the show notes but i talked about total mental load so total mental load is the amount of things that you can think about before your brain is exhausted and you can't make any more decisions so looking at my day, you would be like, okay, I made decisions throughout the day. I tried to eat clean all day and then something happened, something triggered me or I was drained and I went off the deep end. That was, at that point, I would have crossed my total mental load threshold and then no longer been able to make healthy choices or choices that supported my goals and my needs. Have you ever had this happen to you? Where you get up, you have a healthy breakfast, something happens and you run out of time and you leave leave the house late you hit traffic on the way in your commute takes longer than you planned so you miss your morning meeting and then that disrupts your entire day you're trying to make up for things at work realize you've forgotten your lunch so you have to grab lunch from the restaurant next door which doesn't have the healthiest of options something else comes up in the afternoon so you end up leaving work late and then you get home you're so exhausted you can't make any more decisions and you're frustrated and flustered and so you just grab whatever takeout is available or whatever foods are available for you. That is an example of total mental load shutdown exhaustion at the end of your day. And how often does this happen? How many times you go over your total mental load threshold where something has drained you or depleted you of your energy, you've been triggered, you can't make decisions and you end up maxing out. So if you combine maxing out on your total mental load and restriction, you're gonna end up turning to whatever food is easiest for you to grab. And the solution that took me years to figure out, but it doesn't have to take you years, the solution is moderation. And I've talked about this before, this is what I talk about in all of my content, but moderation is basically navigating the middle between being deprived and overindulgence. It's not a number, it's more of a feeling. Are you satisfied? Is your hunger being met? Are your cravings managed? Are you feeling restricted or deprived? Where is your fullness level? Are you feeling stuffed? Are you starving? Are you uncomfortable? It's sort of the middle of all of that. You might be like, but if it's not a number, how can I track it? How will I know if I'm doing it right? I can't trust myself around food. And I get it. That's scary. There's no standards and it's highly individualized. So what do we do about that? The number one tool that I teach all my clients on how to start navigating moderation is satisfaction factor. So What does that mean? It's the process of making your foods more satisfying so that your cravings are managed and your hunger is alleviated. If you've earned a caloric deficit and you're eating 100 to 200 calories less than your maintenance, and we would figure that out if we were working together, then you might be surfing the edge of hunger so you might be a little bit hungry, I still want you to feel satisfied. I still want you eating to 80% fullness and getting enough food so that you're not feeling deprived. And that's gonna feel different for everybody, but basically it feels like you can eat enough that you're satisfied, you're not overly full, and you could eat a little more. That's gonna take time to navigate. Increasing the satisfaction factor of your meals is gonna look like increasing the amount of carbs that you eat if you're gonna do intense workouts. I think everybody should be prioritizing protein, making sure you're getting 25 to 30 grams of protein per meal. If you don't know what that looks like, teach yourself. Literally go out, buy some protein, weigh it out, and look at how much that is. And then make that the first thing that you put on your plate so that you can guarantee every time you have a meal that you're hitting your protein goals. Now, I don't want you weighing it out forever, but just take a week, teach yourself what that looks like, and then become accustomed to being able to do that. Protein keeps you full longer, so making sure that you put that on your plate first is actually gonna keep you more satiated throughout the day. I also believe that everybody should fill up on veggies as a general rule. We're not eating enough as a population, so make sure to prioritize that. Fiber actually helps fill you up too and helps with digestion. Make sure to eat the rainbow. That's gonna give you a variety of different nutrients so that you're gonna meet all your nutrient needs. And then another big thing that I teach all my clients is something called the richness volume scale. I know another scale but this one has two recommended ways of eating so the first camp is where you enjoy a large volume of food and the other camp is where you enjoy richer foods that are higher in fat content so that could be sauces spreads oils avocados nuts seeds yogurts milks etc all of those are high fat content I personally am a volume gal So I like a larger quantity of food per meal because it keeps me full longer. It helps me manage my cravings. I digest it better than a high-fat content diet. If something is higher in fat, it's harder for me to digest that. So I eat a large volume of food. Usually it's a large volume of carbs, high protein, and moderate amount of fat. In the other camp, people eat a larger fat content with their food. So that's gonna look like maybe a salad with a large piece of protein and then a ton of healthy fats with less carbs. And the things, the calories of both camps is pretty much the same. So when you're focusing on satisfaction factor of your meal, paying attention to whether or not you are someone who prefers large volume or someone who prefers high fat content is gonna be key because that's gonna help figure out how to navigate those cravings, how to manage your hunger, and how to help your digestion. Determines whether or not you're full or satisfied or craving. I personally feel gross when I eat things that are high in fat because I feel sluggish, my brain gets foggy, I might get more tired. It's just not, I don't enjoy the feeling. So. I'm very much a volume gal. Start paying attention to what you eat and figure out where you are on the richness volume scale. Now, it can get kind of challenging when you feel like you're eating high volume and high fat because that's when you're gonna potentially have some weight gain. So it's really important to navigate how to balance that and understand what's gonna work for you and which camp you fall into because when you have both, you're getting an abundance of calories and it's going to result in weight gain. So have I thrown enough at you today? I want to leave you with one more thing about eating in moderation. Because while I have a whole slew of tools that I could teach you, I can't teach them all to you on a podcast. And that's why I have my one-on-one coaching program. When you work with me, I teach you the tenets of moderation so that you learn how to stay out of the deprivation indulgence scale and you learn how to navigate that middle. You learn to eat the same way that you do on Saturday as you do on Monday. And when you can do that, then you can begin to automate your eating so that it takes up less mental load. And that's gonna free up so much more space for you to actually go out and do epic shit. Like go live your life. I don't want you spending it thinking about food all the time or trying to navigate this mess Middle. And then once you've gotten confident around your eating habits and you trust yourself around food, that's when we can begin to move you into a deficit, into losing that weight and making progress towards your weight loss goals. So if you're ready to let go of restrictive dieting and learn more about moderation, sign up for my newsletter. and I'm gonna link it below in the show notes and you can learn more about the coaching opportunities that I offer. You can also DM me. So the last tool that I'm going to teach you is how to give yourself permission to have an indulgence or to have a cheat. I don't really like that term cheat, but basically to have a little bit of whatever it is that you're craving. And you can have it knowing that the opportunity to have more is always available to you, but you're having it strategically throughout your day or throughout your week so that you take that edge off so that you're not feeling anxious or deprived or like you're restricting it. For me, I have dessert every day and that looks like, I talk about this all the time, but like two Oreos or one of those little So Delicious bars. It's just enough for me to feel like I'm satisfied and that I'm not craving sugar because I am a sugar addict and I really love ice cream and sweets and cookies and those things. So making sure that I have something small Every day is going to keep me satisfied and not feeling deprived, but it's also not really going to affect my weight. Like I'm not going to gain weight if I have dessert every day. So practicing that is going to take a lot of trust in yourself. So take it slow. Don't worry about going off the rails and eating the entire thing. Just practice teaching yourself to trust yourself that you can have a little bit. And if you want more, go back and have more, but play around with it. It's something I work on with my coaching clients. So if you are having trouble with it, if you are struggling, obviously reach out, chat, and we can figure it out. Play around with it, take it slow. Hopefully some of this was useful. If you liked it, share it with a friend, leave a comment, subscribe, and make sure to sign up for my newsletter and I'll catch you next time. Ciao.